You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packer Dad Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today we're just going to have a little bit of fun. If you despise the draft and simply want to talk about what happened and what may happen in the future, then uh, I'm not so sure this is going to be for you. But I would encourage you to stick around because the draft is the most interesting thing that's going to happen outside of the NFL. I mean, the actual season and games being played, it's, it's in my opinion, it is another entire season that is just unbelievably fun. So just, just, just dabble in it. But today, we're doing a mock draft. Now, I'm not going to do a seven-round mock draft because I hate doing seven-round mock drafts more so than first-round mock drafts, because obviously beyond the first two rounds, usually I don't know any of these people. However, as I begin doing my rankings of positions, of which I still only have three, got some work to do to D, I will be able to do a seven-round mock draft for the Packers in which I take guys that are available that I actually really like and can speak to as opposed to, well, we need a linebacker, here's a linebacker that's available, let's take this guy, I don't know anything about him. Maybe I'll watch him live now, but I have no, I don't, I can't compare that or contrast that, so I don't want to do seven-round Packers mock draft right now. In addition, I have also been doing a mock draft. I obviously did a mock draft for this, and I figured, you know what, I want to keep going. So I'm about two and a half rounds in. I'm either going to publish my two and a half round mock on Patreon just as an update as to where I am, or I'll finish it and publish a three-round. Either way, it's just kind of an update. Hey, if you want to see it, here you go. If you do want to see it, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. But uh, make sure you're in the Facebook group. Make sure uh, you like the Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. Let's take a break. Let's do some mock draft. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for the Cactus League spring training with great weather, landscapes, exciting outdoor adventures, and some really fantastic food. Because Arizona 
It's just the perfect home base for baseball fans. See, home base. That's how smart I am. I've been doing this ad for like a month. Never picked up on that. But they got 10 stadiums in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area in which 15 MLB teams are going to diverge and play baseball in 75 degree temperatures. I don't know if you know this, but 75 means super comfortable. You know where it's like warm, but not hot. Although compared to zero degrees, if I hit 75 right now, I, I might be uncomfortable for about an hour and then, then you get acclimated. But obviously Arizona is known for its incredible landscapes, thrilling outdoor adventures. They got some unique things to do, like their urban centers, their ghost towns, their artsy communities, quirky little outposts. There's all kinds of fun stuff to do there, whether you're into baseball or not. So make sure you go plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. So essentially what I did when I set out for this is, is I just put all seven rounds with all the compensatory picks, at least they're, they're not official yet, but the assumed uh, compensatory picks, I found those, added those, and I just started going. Just started working through it, and I, like I said, I got about, I think, two and a half rounds, so I'm into round three. Couldn't quite get to Green Bay, but either way, today on the, on the uh, podcast, we're just going to do round one, and we're, I mean, we're, I'm not going to do round two at any point because I don't think anybody wants to listen to that. But if you do want to see it, make sure you jump in on Patreon, and I will show you the rest of it. The goal... Let's just call it what it is. I'm planning on doing seven rounds. Why not? I just got to get it done before madness starts in free agency. And then uh, then everything changes. And all this becomes irrelevant. So let's jump into it. Not surprisingly, the first pick in the NFL draft is the Cincinnati Bengals. And with the first pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. So I'm going to do my best to try to run the spectrum between people who are fully immersed in this and do not need me to elaborate on this and people who don't know who Joe Burrow is. And to be honest, I have not watched quarterbacks. I usually save that for last if I watch them at all because we have Aaron Rodgers and what's the point? It's obviously not a top need for us, but I will get to it this year eventually. That said, just based on what people are talking about, it certainly seems like he's one of at least the better quarterbacks people have seen. He seems like a slam dunk. Nobody seems super concerned. People are saying they put him ahead of, you know, like the Baker Mayfields and, you know, guys that were very, very high up, even in very good classes. Now, I also saw, I think on ESPN, I don't know if it was McShay or Kuyper, but one of the two did say that if uh, Trevor Lawrence were to come out this year, he would be behind Trevor Lawrence, but that's basically it. So very, very, and, and, and Tua is seen as a very, very, very good quarterback. He was the consensus number one overall pick for a very long time, and the fact that he is there's no question that he's going before Tua. Now, I'm not talking about for me. I'm just telling you, I'm regurgitating to you what the draft community is saying. Kind of gives you an idea of what Joe Burrow is like. And I have seen a couple, you know, clips from him, which are extremely impressive. With a second overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, edge rusher, Ohio State. Now, there is some question, not necessarily about the pick. That seems to be fairly locked up. The Redskins are obviously doing a lot of house cleaning. They got some change in their staff, and they're 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 changing stuff. That's what you do. You turn over some tables and whatnot. But I mean, it, it's it's weird because on one hand, you listen to people and they'll say Chase Young is, I mean, elite of elite. He's better than Bosa. I mean, he's he's gonna be. This is Khalil Mack reincarnate. I mean, he's he's just the best I've seen. I don't. I mean, I can't speak specifically, but. I mean, we saw how good Bosa was coming out. He's one of the best pass rushers in football right now. And people are, are going out of their way to say, I mean, just based on statistics and odds, I'm going to say Chase Young isn't that good. So you have to be very confident in Chase Young. Now, the other end of it, you do have some scouts saying, mm, I don't know. 
He's probably a better pass rusher, but he's less refined. Not as good against the run. Other little question marks here and there. So I, I don't know. But either way, it definitely seems like Chase Young is, especially in a weak edge rusher class, I mean, it's Chase Young and then nobody. So this also seems like a very locked up thing. Now, anything can happen. But from what I hear, this is a done deal. Number picks one and two. This is where it gets interesting in pick three. It's also where I have consistently said that there will be a trade, and I do have, once again, a trade. Now, there's no question several teams are going to be calling to try to trade up. The only two questions are, number one, will the Lions want to trade down? And I think the obvious answer is yes. Not for everybody. Some people say there's one guy, and he's a perfect fit, and the Lions just need to take him. But I would disagree. And I think the perfect trade partner for a lot of reasons is the Miami Dolphins. And that's who I have trading up here. The benefit to the Lions is they only have to move back two spots, and they're only giving up one prospect in doing so because they know the Dolphins are moving up to get a quarterback. And so the Giants are the only ones that are going to fall behind and the only ones that are going to take potentially one of the guys that they want. And in addition, the Miami Dolphins are going to give them pick 26, so they get an additional first-round pick. So I think it's a no-brainer for Detroit. And as far as who's going to come up and do it, and, and why Miami would want to do it is because Miami knows if they don't do it, somebody will jump them and take the guy that they want. So they have to trade up. And the other question is, can they offer more? Well, they have three first-round draft picks, so they can offer more. And also, again, they're pick five. So the Detroit Lions don't have to trade back as far and aren't going to miss out on as many prospects. So, I mean, this just, it makes too much sense for too many reasons to not do this. And so the Miami Dolphins will trade up to pick three, give up pick 26, and draft Tua Tungovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. I don't have a high level of hope for the Dolphins and Tua just because the Dolphins are such a ridiculous hot mess. Their roster is an absolute joke, and so I fear for Tua. But from the Dolphins' standpoint, you, you can't not do this. What I mean, what's the point? Unless you just take all three of these guys, try to build and get some good prospects, and then get a quarterback. But the point is, when you have the opportunity to get a quarterback, you have to do it. You can't assume, well, we're going to draft and do our best to get a lot of really good players, but then also simultaneously hope that we're so trash that we can get Trevor Lawrence next year. What if you end up winning 9, 10, 11 games? Or, you know, maybe not 11 is ridiculous, but what if you win 8 or 9 games and you pick 13th? You're not getting a quarterback. So you got to strike while the iron is hot. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. So right now is when Lions fans would absolutely melt down because this is the most likely pick for the Lions if they stay, and now they just lost him to the Giants. And I'm sure they were hoping the Giants would take somebody else and maybe even expecting someone them to take somebody else. But for me personally, this is an easy decision. They took DeAndre Baker last year, but he's legitimately one of the worst corners in football. The Giants legitimately have one of the worst coverage groups as a whole in all of football. Now, we could take Derek Brown. Wouldn't be the worst decision in the world because we do need help there. Could possibly take Isaiah Simmons, but I'm just not taking a linebacker this early. And the defensive line is actually fairly decent. If, if there was an edge rusher, maybe. But corner is a premium position, and I'm not going to sit here and say, well, maybe DeAndre will be better next year when he was legitimately one of the worst in football. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Derek Brown, defensive line, Auburn. Now, the Lions have been trying to build up this front for some time. We went out and got Snacks Harris. We went out and got Mike Daniels. We went out and got Trey Flowers. And the point is, none of this stuff is really working. 
They, I mean, it, it's no different than the Packers and a lot of other teams who want to be dominant up front. That is how you win in the NFL. There's no question that's what teams are doing this these days. All right? Granted, the Patriots are winning with corners and with great DBs, although they do have a good front also. They work hand-in-hand. Hand. You don't want to be good at one and terrible at the other. But the vast majority of teams, if you look at their formula, they're trying to win up front. And the Lions are absolutely that group, and it's just not working. Snacks Harrison, I mean, he started falling off as soon as he went to the Lions. He's talking about retirement. Mike Daniels hardly played because he was injured all the time. Trey Flowers was fine, but certainly not worth the money he was paid. It's a fairly easy decision, and as much as some Lions fans might be upset because Jeff Okuda is the answer to all things, I don't think the Lions are super upset with this. I think they they realize that Jeff Okuda or Derek Brown would be great additions. We're picking up an additional first-round pick. This is a no-brainer. They're jumping up and down in the draft war room. With the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the L.A. Chargers select... Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. Now, this is one of the things, when when free agency kicks off, who knows what's going to happen. There's a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there, but we know the Chargers just lost their quarterback. We know they need a quarterback. And the answer for a lot of these teams, honestly, is why would you want to go out and get one of these veteran guys? Even even Tom Brady. I mean, I, I get why some teams would want Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but don't you want to build for the future? I'm guessing almost all of them do. So I think if there's an opportunity to draft a quarterback for any of these guys, you're just going to do it. So for the Chargers, it's sort of a no-brainer. We'll see what free agency brings, but Justin Herbert is somewhat the consensus number three quarterback. Some people do like Love um, because of his upside, but you know, I think if, if Herbert's available at six, I think the Chargers take him, which brings us to pick number seven. With the seventh overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select... Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Now, actually, I did this just because I'm thinking, okay, the Panthers are going to need a quarterback. Again, brand new head coach, brand new, flashy, exciting offensive coordinator. And what are we going to do? Bring in Joe Flacco? That doesn't make any sense. Now, what does make a lot of sense is you get a guy like Jordan Love. Think about it. We're, we're, we're going to take the league by storm. And we go out and get a guy who's got comparisons to Patrick Mahomes, right? A lot of question marks, like Mahomes did. A lot of guys didn't really like Mahomes because of the things that they had concerns about. But the arm talent and the things that he can do on the fly, and I'm, again, I didn't watch, but this is the, the notion of Jordan Love. If anyone's going to be Pat Mahomes in this draft, it's Jordan Love. And again, you got the Carolina Panthers. You're going to pair him with Christian McCaffrey and then unleash Joe Brady on the whole operation. It kind of makes a lot of sense to me. With the eighth overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. So Jedrick Wills is flying up the board. He wasn't even a first-round pick like two weeks ago. But, man, is he just cruising up the board. Andrew Thomas was the consensus number one. I mean, he was a lock top five pick. He was all these things. He's slowly falling, and a lot of guys are coming up. And so, you know, one of the popular picks, I think, for the Cardinals is going to be Jerry Judy. The The system and the scheme that they use, they need a lot of wide receivers. The point is, though, I mean, if we're going to make an adult pick here, there's a lot of wide receivers out there. We can still draft a wide receiver, but we have so many needs, the Arizona Cardinals do. I just think taking Jerry Judy is sort of like an immature... And I'm going to use that term a lot, but that's the thing. Like, everybody likes the flashy quarterbacks, wide receivers, you know, running backs. Like, these are the cool, fun things. Nobody likes offensive line. It's boring. But it's one of the most important things of any team is going to be your offensive line because, like I've said, the only thing your offense can do is run and pass, and you can't do either of them very well without an offensive line. So it's one of the most important things. It's it's 
I'm going to say it's more important than, especially when we're talking about a tackle, than your third, fourth wide receiver, because they've been drafting wide receivers like crazy. So we're, we're taking an offensive tackle. People can boo. I don't care. It's the right, responsible thing to do. With the ninth overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. So every single person on planet Earth, I'm guessing, if you watch this, they're going to they're gonna mock Isaiah Simmons to the Jaguars. The Jaguars need linebacker really bad. Isaiah Simmons is the best linebacker I've ever seen in my life, blah, 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 blah. Again, we really need some help along the offensive line. We've got a newer, younger quarterback. We like to run the ball a lot. And our offensive line is just not good. Yes, we need a linebacker, but again, second round is the money round for linebackers. We can get a linebacker. We don't have to do it right now. Beyond that, we have an additional first-round pick if we really want to go heavy after linebacker. In fact, I don't know if we have a second-round pick. I'm trying to remember. Either way, I understand the Isaiah Simmons pick if you want to do that. I'm just not impressed with the the track record of early linebackers. I'm absolutely infatuated with early tackles. It's something that's apparently very easily scoutable. You look at the best tackles in football, almost all of them are first-round picks. About half of those are top-ten picks. If you want to square this up, grab Andrew Thomas. He's one of the safest picks in this draft. Lock up that tackle spot for the next 10 years. You're good to go. The odds that this is a worse pick than Isaiah Simmons are pretty low, in my opinion. Now is when the part everyone calls me a hypocrite. (laughs) With the 10th overall pick, In the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Now, for multiple reasons. Number one, I just said you don't need to do that. Number two, the Browns absolutely need offensive line help. But here's sort of my thought process. First of all, I think the Jaguars just need a linebacker. They like to draft just linebackers, and Isaiah Simmons is not just a linebacker. He played most of his snaps in the slot. He's a In my opinion, he's a box safety. He's not a straight-up linebacker. He's an inside-the-box safety. He's one of those guys that plays free, he plays linebacker, he plays in the slot, you might even put him on the boundary, you got him blitzing, you got him doing all this stuff. I think that fits the Browns a little bit more. They have terrible linebackers, but they also have real issues at safety. They have real issues in the slot. They're using an aging Morgan Burnett. Demarius Randall is a free agent. It's somewhat of a high-risk thing because it's, you know, we, we again, we could take a tackle now and try to get a linebacker later, but I just feel like Isaiah Simmons helps in so many areas. He can help us in the slot, at linebacker, at safety. I mean, you know, we can we can use him as a versatile chess piece depending on situation, depending on all these things. So it's kind of like, in my opinion, drafting three guys at once. So for the Browns, I'll make this exception. With the 11th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. I mean, this one's fairly straightforward. We've got a young, fairly talented team newer quarterback, talented defense, but we're still just kind of a garbage team and something's got to break this thing open. And no, I don't mean Le'Veon Bell. Also, I just think this is a great pairing for Josh, uh, not Josh Allen. I still get these guys confused. That was how many years ago now? Sam Darnold. The one thing I remember about Sam Darnold is that he's more of a cerebral kind of quarterback. He's just a solid quarterback. Josh Allen is the big arm, big body. Now, some of these guys, it's all about how fast they are, their speed, all these different things. Darnold is a more cerebral quarterback, and one of the things people loved about him is his anticipation. He throws that ball before the guy comes out of his break and hits him right in stride. That's perfect for a guy like Jerry Jude. That, that's that's indefensible. If, if these guys get into a rhythm, you can't stop that because Jerry Judy's going to get that separation, and if these guys can start hitting these things on timing route, it's game over. You know, the second he comes out of his break, Darnold's got that thing, and, and you know there's going to be separation. So I, I just I think that's perfect 
With the 12th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Javon Kinlaw, defensive line, South Carolina. So, obviously the Raiders want to take wide receiver. I think that's somewhat of a foregone conclusion, but we've got another first-round pick. If we really want to get crazy, we have three third-round picks, so whatever. But Mike Mayock has already talked about the importance of interior pressure. We don't have the ability to bring pressure pretty much from anywhere. We drafted a guy out of Clemson-Cleveland Furrow last year very early. He did not provide very much, which I don't think surprised a whole lot of people. And so we want to get pressure. We've got an ability to get some of that interior pressure with a very promising prospect. Again, I haven't watched him. Defensive line is next on my list, though, so I should have an answer by the end of today. But seems to be a consensus, and I just think the Raiders are going to absolutely love this guy. So there you go. With the 13th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select A.J. Epinesa, edge rusher, Iowa. So usually the Colts get mocked somebody like Jordan Love, but he's long gone. That said, if we can't get a quarterback, and no, I'm not going to have him take Jake Fromm here or Eason or whatever, then I really don't hate this option. The Colts don't have a super great front outside of Justin Houston, who's in his 30s and is kind of a smaller uh, 3-4 outside linebacker type. A.J. Epinesa can come in, be sort of a strong side defender. I know a lot of people say, no, he's going to be a 3-4 defensive end. Yeah, maybe, but not on our team. We're going to bring him in. He's going to be sort of our Calais Campbell type, or as I like to call him, Frankenstein. He's going to handle the run like a beast off the edge. He's going to provide some edge rush. The idea that he's incapable, I think, is false. But again, it's really going to help to unleash Justin Houston, and it's going to help to build up and bolster this defensive line, which does need a little bit of help. With the 14th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to accept a trade from the Atlanta Falcons. So just so you know, the way that I do my trades is because it takes two to tango, I'm not looking at teams that want to move up because I don't care. The question is, do I want to move back? If I don't, I don't care how many phone calls I get or how desperate the team is, I got a guy and I'm going to take him. So with Tampa Bay, it was just kind of the fact that we had a bunch of options and I wasn't sure which direction to go. So the question is, I'm willing to move back a little bit. Is there anybody that wants to move up? And I think there is somebody that desperately wants to move up, and that's the Atlanta Falcon. And with the 14th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kalevon Chason, edge rusher, LSU. And I've heard that offense, that, that first name pronounced seven different ways. That's what I'm going with, Kalevon. I've heard Kalevon, I've heard Clavon, whatever. But again, th- this is a very, very weak edge rush class. A lot of people are massively massively in love with Kalevon Chason. And so the Falcons, who are desperate in need of, of an edge rusher, it's kind of a now or never situation. Now, again, you could look at it and say, well, maybe they just sit and, and he falls. But this is a high-end commodity. He's going to want to go, and if, if especially if Tampa Bay's accepting offers, if you don't take it, who else is willing to come up and grab him? So that whole notion of you don't have to trade up to get him, he'll be there at 14. Not necessarily. If you want him at 14, why do you think you're the only team that wants him at 14? And if you don't take this trade offer, what's to say the Buccaneers don't say, oh, fine, we'll stay here and we'll take him? They probably wouldn't because they're paying a bunch of money for an edge rusher, but guess what? Teams like having more than one. I don't know if you knew that. So anyways, with the 14th pick, the Falcons take Kalevon Chase on. With the 15th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, Iowa. So unbelievably tempting to take C.D. Lamb here. And again, if you've been paying attention, I'm not the biggest fan of C.D. Lamb, but I'm not using my preferences. I'm using my consensus big board and what everyone else says, and everybody else is infatuated with C.D. Lamb. But again, lots of wide receiver options. 
and I think the adult thing to do here is to build up this offensive line. This is a team that is building up defense first. This is a team that has a quarterback that I don't think you can necessarily 100% rely on, and so we're going to run the ball. We have to be able to run the ball, and we have to do a good job of running the ball, and we've got a good offensive line coach. And so building up the offensive line is really kind of priority number one, unless Vic Fangio is insistent on getting more defensive players. But again, based on value, based on where we're at, it just makes the absolute most sense. We need a right tackle. We probably need a left tackle too, but we got Garrett Bowles. So unless we want to swap him, whatever, I don't think we're necessarily replacing Bowles at this point. With the 16th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Grant Delpit, safety, LSU. So we traded back two spots. We had two guys that we were leaning toward, Tristan Wirfs and Grant Delpit. We added a fourth-round pick from the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't mention that before. And again, all these trades are added on my actual sheet. And so we let the Broncos pick one of the two. It's obviously possible both of them are still available, in which case we get a fourth and we just pick one. But uh, Grant Delpit is a great addition for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who need a lot of safety help. With the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cowboys select... Xavier McKinney, safety, Alabama. So the, the tough thing about the Cowboys, and this is one of the actually kind of interesting things, because I've been talking about, well, they got 50 million bucks. They can re-sign Amari Cooper, and they can re-sign Dak Prescott. No big deal. The problem is I looked at their team. Half of their team are free agents right now. I don't know how that happened, but seriously, half of their team are free agents. It's psychotic. And so you can kind of go in any direction depending on who gets re-signed. This is another one where we got to see who they sign, who they let walk. I I'd still think Dak is staying. I don't think that's really a question. It's, but it does bring into question, what about these other guys? Because a lot of it's going to Zeke and Dak and Amari, presumably. How much is left over for all these other guys? And so really, I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, look, they've been wanting to get a safety and free agency for two years now. We got Xavier McKinney sitting here. A lot of people think Xavier is better than Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit at one point was a consensus top 10, easily one of the best freakish crazy guys, and he's just been free-falling. I'm guessing by the time this is all said and done, Xavier McKinney is going to be ahead of Grant Delpit. He already is on some board, but they're very close in mind right now. With the 18th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins, with their second pick, select Mackie Becton, offensive tackle, Louisville. So once again, C.D. Lamb, who, yes, is still available at 18. Again, a lot of people trying to do grown-up stuff, and some of them just don't need wide receiver super bad. Don't feel the need to take a wide receiver right now. And yes, it's very tempting, but again, the Dolphins have so many ridiculous needs, and we just took a wide or a quarterback. So as much as C.D. Lamb would be nice, we got to get offensive line. In fact, the only good offensive lineman we had, we traded away for a first-round pick, which is dumb. We should have just kept the guy we had, who is a very good offensive tackle. He's one of the best in football, but whatever. You know, we need to save all these bajillions of dollars for what reason? I have no idea. But anyways, Mackie Becton, people absolutely love this guy. He's, he's like a Mack truck that can move really well. I mean, for some people, he is like a top-10 pick. But there's so many tackles, there's so much talent in this particular mock. I don't know if he actually does end up falling this far, but he ends up making it to 18. And the Dolphins are elated and get a very, very large but very agile offensive tackle. With the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. So the Raiders have got to be absolutely losing it. I don't know if you recall... But I had the Raiders taking a defensive tackle with their first first-round pick and explaining to you why we were going to wait instead of taking C.D. Lamb. It wasn't because I thought C.D. Lamb would make it. I didn't. 
but I just thought it was the right responsible thing to do because there's so many wide receivers. As a result, CeeDee Lamb falls, and boom, we get him at 19. Now, if I'm being completely honest, I could absolutely see them do something crazy like get rugs because he's going to run like a the first ever 419 or something just ridiculous. But it's my mock draft. We're not doing that. I'm taking CeeDee Lamb. With the 20th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars are back on the clock. And with that, they are going to pick Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. So once again, being patient, being patient is rewarded. right? A lot of people, why didn't you take Isaiah Simmons? Dude, yes, I could take Isaiah Simmons. But I got Andrew Thomas, who some people I think uh, Tony Pauline regards as one of the best tackles he's seen in years, to come in and play tackle, and I still get Kenneth Murray. Now, as far as why not Queen, that's just how it is on my board right now. Queen is rising, but he's still not ahead of Kenneth Murray. In fact, Murray is still seven spots higher than Patrick Queen at this point in my uh, big board. So again, the Jaguars in the first round come away with an extremely talented tackle and Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. With the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Christian Fulton, cornerback, LSU. So this one's pretty straightforward. Fulton is near the top of the board. The Eagles' corners are really awful, horrible, and they just have to do something about it. So pretty straightforward. With the 22nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills are going to accept a trade from the Tennessee Titans. Buffalo Bills are going to go all the way back to pick 29, but they're going to get an additional pick in the third round, and that is pick 93. And with that, the Tennessee Titans, with the 22nd pick select... Yatur Grossmatos, edge rusher, Penn State. Once again, the Buffalo Bills wanted out of the spot pretty badly. A lot of people are going to look at Henry Ruggs and say, dude, that was an obvious solution. But I just don't hate their wide receivers as much as a lot of people do. I'll admit that they probably don't have a lock number one, but I think they've got a pretty decent trio of like mediocre, good, decent-ish wide receivers. And beyond that, they're all locked up for a pretty long time, so it's not like any of them are free agents anytime soon. So if we want to add wide receiver talent, fine, but I'm not desperate to do it here when we have so many other needs. The question is, how do you trade back? And that was a really tough one, and we had to go way back, and the, the, the Titans obviously had to move way up from 29 to 22. But again, it's it's the lack of edge rusher talent that gets a team to, to want to move up, and I think the Titans really need to get some better players off the edge. Gross Matos is the last edge rusher I have in my top 40, so if you want him, you better come get him. It's a premium position. The Titans do have Cameron Wake, but the guy's like 53 years old, for crying out loud. They've, they've got to be able to do something, and so we're going to keep taking swings at this until we get it. It's one of those things, like some teams are trying to get offensive line, they just can't seem to do it. The Titans have not done a very good job of, of bolstering their edge rush group outside of Cameron Wake, which <laughs> I just I still don't get that. The guy can still play. With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver, Colorado. So I know they took a wide receiver in the first last year. And yes, Ruggs is technically higher on my board right now. But if if Tom Brady does come back, and let's just say he does for the sake of our mock here, do you think a guy that runs a 4-2 is going to be the best option? Do you think Tom Brady sitting in the back hauling off 40-yard bombs all day long to Henry Ruggs is really the best option. That is the most anti-Tom Brady, anti-Patriots type offense that there is. LaVisca Chenault fits much better. And by the way, LaVisca Chenault is very fast. I don't know what he's going to run, but he's quick. For a big dude, he's, he's I mean, if, if you want him to, to go deep, he can do it. But the fact that he can do stuff out of the backfield, 
play in the slot, play out wide, do a lot more gadgety, short, quick type stuff. I mean, it's it's got Patriots written all over it. They've got Nikhil Harry, who probably, possibly could take a step next year. And let's just go all in, man. Let's go get what we need to get. Anyways, with the 24th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, Alabama. So, Drew Brees is also an old quarterback, but obviously this is a different style of offense. It's not so much about age as it is style of offense. And if the Saints are anything, it's that big chunk type team, right? Drew Brees throwing bombs to whether it be Michael Thomas or, you know, Jimmy Graham was iconic, right? Those big throws to Jimmy. It's just been his style, man. He's he's an air it out, throw it deep type of quarterback, and that's the kind of offense that they've been for a pretty long time. And getting a guy like Henry Ruggs and pairing him with a guy like Michael Thomas, who is not a fast wide receiver. I mean, he's he's like a... He's a slower, more of a Devontae type. He's a route runner. And so you get Henry Ruggs, who can now take the top off of this thing. You got, you know, Alvin Kamara in the backfield. You got Cook at tight end. I mean, the the bottom line is this is something that's going to send chills down the spine of every NFL team not named the Saints when this gets announced. Because it's like, oh my goodness, what in the world are we going to do to stop this now? With the 25th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. So C.J. Henderson is at the top of the board, and it's arguably one of the biggest needs for the Vikings right now as a cornerback. So I, there's no real way for me to elaborate on this. Um, usually Vikings and offensive line make sense, but interior offensive line I don't have till mid-first, and they've, they've done a better job of building up the offensive line. It's not as much of a nightmare as it used to be. So I, I just this is a done deal for me. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions, with their second first-round pick select, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback, Alabama. So we missed out on a corner. We didn't get Jeff Okuda, but we got Derek Brown and Trayvon Diggs. And here's the interesting part about this. Trayvon Diggs is Stephon Diggs' brother. So you're going to have Trayvon and Stephon going toe-to-toe twice a year. And no, that wasn't on purpose just to make it some funny thing, and he's actually a garbage second-round guy. He was the next cornerback on the board. It's a good value for the Lions at 26. They do need some cornerback help. There's a lot of talk about them moving on from Slay. If that's the case, they definitely need to do it. In my opinion, keep Slay. You've got a pretty good slot corner. Slay is a decent enough boundary corner. He had a terrible year, but let's see if he rebounds. And then Trayvon Diggs, I mean, there's a chance if all the chips fall right, we've got a really good trio of corners here. Plus, we got Trey Flowers and Derek Brown and some of those big boys up front. So we'll see. I mean, this could be a complete disaster. This could be a pretty solid defense. We'll see what happens. With a 27th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks are going to accept a trade from the Cincinnati Bengals, who are going to trade up into the first round. The Seahawks are going to trade out of the first round. If you, for some reason, are a Seahawks fan listening... Patreons, where are you? It's where the answers are at, man. But the bottom line is, I, I wanted to move, and I, I eventually just said, "There's nobody." And so I was, I, I made the pick, I wrote the name on the card, and then I thought, "Wait a minute, what about the guys in the second round? Maybe they want to come up." And so I finally found a match that made sense. The Bengals are going to, the Bengals and the Seahawks are going to swap third round pick. Doesn't sound like much, but the Cincinnati Bengals get pick 65, which is the first pick in the third round, and they're going to essentially swap it for a third round compensatory pick at the back of the third round. So the Seahawks move from the, they turn a third round compensatory pick into the first pick in the third round, which that pick is officially done on my mock. But with the 27th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Patrick Queen, linebacker, LSU. So the Bengals got their quarterback, 
They're not trading up to get him help, which I'm sure is what all the other people are thinking. But the bottom line is this is maybe the, the most linebacker needy team in all of football. And a very, very, very good linebacker in Patrick Queen, who they probably didn't even think would make it this far, is within striking distance. And they got the Seattle Seahawks willing to move back that far. And all they got to do is swap third-round picks, and they can get Patrick Queen at linebacker. I would say it's a pretty high-risk move, especially with a young guy. And But also, you got you got to factor in. They've got guys coming back from injury. So the Bengals being as bad as they are, there's there's reason to believe that they're going to improve just by virtue. Like I had mentioned this a couple days ago, most teams are eroding over time. Some, depending on situation with guys taking a second leap, coming back from injury, whatever, have the potential to improve without adding anyone. I think if anyone can do that, it's the Bengals. A.J. Green's coming back. You've got an unbelievably talented running back. You've got offensive linemen that are coming back from injury. So they could improve just based on that. And you get a better quarterback and now we're going to add a linebacker which is probably one of the biggest needs we have not positional value wise but if you remove positional value linebacker is one of the areas we just are the worst at with the 28th pick in the 2020 nfl draft the baltimore ravens select t higgins wide receiver clemson so one of the more surprising things that i figured out as i was doing some of these little projects on the side that i had done is that the baltimore ravens despite having one of the best offenses this year and one of the better ones we've seen in a while their wide receivers were not good hollywood brown was their number one wide receiver kind of by a lot and he was just kind of mediocre and so we're going to try to bolster up this wide receiver group we're going to continue to improve this offense and we're going to find a compliment to hollywood brown who is just a straight speed guy i mean he's a little you know deshaun jackson type guy t higgins is a massive monstrous go up and get it machine that's going to help in the red zone He's just, he's the exact opposite of Hollywood Brown. It's a great compliment. It's a big need for the team. Just made a lot of sense. With the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills, who again traded back to this spot while picking up an additional pick, select Austin Jackson, offensive tackle, USC. So again, a lot of people are looking at, dude, you got to get him a wide receiver. I just don't, I'm not saying I'm not going to get him a wide receiver. I just don't see it as a premium need like tackle. And this is exactly why we moved back. We could have taken Austin Jackson at 24, but it's just, it's too much of a reach. And there are a pile of tackles that we could pick from that are a little bit better of a value at 29, way better than they would be at 24. We'll get an extra pick. We'll make sure that we get a tackle at 29. It just makes a lot of sense. And finally, well, I mean, we're not done, but we got to where you were waiting for. With the 30th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Jalen Rager, wide receiver, TCU. So to be honest, there was never really any any temptation for the Packers to move up. Even after Patrick Queen went off the board, even after T. Higgins left the board, it's still stacked with guys like Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Ayuk, even had Neville Gallimore, who's a defensive tackle that was, you know, somebody that we were considering taking if that was the best available option. But of all these guys, Rager is, is the one that I like the most. I'm a, personally a really big fan of him. I'd be excited if we did this. He's got blazing speed, which is something the Packers have been trying to get for a very long time. But he's not just a speed guy. He's not just like the guys that we get that's 4-3-9, 4-4-2, These guys who are fast, but they don't really possess a lot else. And what we do is we just send them in a straight line as fast as we can and hope it pans out. Jalen Rager is a good route runner. He's got great hands. He's got a great ability to actually go up and get the ball. He's got some serious hops. He's just a, he's a super talented player, and I think it's exactly what the Packers are looking for. With the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers will accept a trade 
with the Indianapolis Colts. So the 49ers wanted to move back badly. They would have taken, by the way, Jalen Rager if he were available. Jalen Rager would have been a pretty good uh, Emmanuel Sanders replacement, who I think they the responsible thing would be to let him go and pick up a new wide receiver. If he was there, we'd take him. He's gone. I'm not interested in anybody else. So uh, we're looking for a trade partner, and the Colts are willing to move up. The 49ers are also going to pick up pick 119 for their troubles. And with the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jacob Eason, quarterback, Washington. So, I mean, it's it's the Lamar Jackson thing, right? I'm not saying they're similar quarterbacks, but you got a team that's got an early pick. And by the way, they have two early picks in the first round. So this isn't even from their original pick. They actually have pick 34, and so they're going to trade that. So the San Francisco 49ers are only moving back three spots. So they get 34 and 119, I think I said. But the Colts are able to move up. You get a quarterback in the first round. You get that fifth-year option. And although, you again, you missed out on the guys that were early in the first, you want to make sure that you at least get some kind of a quarterback. So the Colts had A.J. Epinesa, and they get uh, Jacob Eason in the first round. And finally, with the 32nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. So there's some talk, and obviously there's some temptation to take a running back. There are some. There are three running backs that are very high on this board. None of them have gone to this point. Zero running backs went in the first round. And the, again, the temptation to take a running back to push this offense to new heights that has never been seen, it is very tempting. But the bottom line is this defense needs a lot of work. The lack of talent at corner, um, you know, Bashad Breland and Adrian Claiborne, they're both free agents this year. We we got to do something, man. We 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 have to work on this. I'm just I'm still just not that impressed, if I'm being honest, with the overall talent on this team. I know the defense took strides at the second half of last year, but these corners are just not a good group. So we're gonna take Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. That's it for this first round mock again. Patreon.com. You can see the remainder of this mock, and I'm I'm gonna keep updating it. Again, I've got two and a half rounds done. The Seahawks are on the clock with pick 33. At this particular time, I have it done through pick 82, which is the Cowboys pick. So please consider that. Otherwise, you folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.